What's up, walkers? This is Brett. This is Allie. That's right. That is Allie. Yay! Who, uh, like Qui-Gon Jinn, Allie has found a way back to us through the Force. <laughs> the Force is so the I think it's. I think it sounds like we're recording in the same room. I hope so. Yeah, hopefully. And yeah, we are. Right, Alice? Yeah, except there's a dog on my end. You might hear it. Yeah, on her end of the room, she means. Yeah. Um, so today we're coming at you with another Topical 10. Uh, it's a shorter thing where we talk about some recent Star Wars news, and we try to do that succinctly in 10 minutes or less. <clears throat> More than 10 minutes. And uh, But stay tuned for our next episode after this one. The next episode will be uh, another episode of Lando's Randos. Uh, Lando's Randos Volume 3 with me and Jeff. Yeah. And here's a little uh, sneak peek of what we'll be talking about. Uh We'll talk about what can Star Wars learn from Valerian. Ooh. And we'll also talk about what can Star Wars learn from Dunkirk. Oh, nice. So let's get into it, Alice. Okay. Today we're talking about newly released images from Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. So excited. Oh, my God. Um, so I have to start, Alice, by telling you how I came upon these images, like how, how I first experienced them. Oh, so yeah. The day that these were released, I was in a lot of meetings at work, and I got back to my desk. I got back to Twitter, and yep. I saw this image. So the first image that we're going to talk about is this image of Chewie and a porg. <laughs> the, the cute little puffin-like creatures from Octo. Jedi Mountain, yes, as seen at the end of The Force Awakens. Uh, a Porg is with Chewie in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. So cute. And so adorable. But when I first saw it, I immediately thought it was Heath. Heath <laughs> from Twitter. So Heath is this great guy that uh, we all follow on Twitter. Yes. And Allie, I think you and Brendan know him a little bit. Yeah, Brendan knows... Brendan knew him on Twitter before I did um, and then we all met at Celebration in April and now we all follow each other on Twitter and Heath made me a lovely uh, image of me eating ice cream with Obama and Joe Biden <laughs> so it was, it was, he's yeah, a good so guy uh, Heath is becoming increasingly well known for his obsession with Constable Zuvio, yes. the character who got completely cut out of The Force Awakens, even though he got heavily marketed. Yes. Especially at, especially at Target. Seriously. Uh, and also for just doing generally really cool, hilarious Star Wars Photoshop jobs mm -hmm. and posting them to Twitter. So when I saw the Porg, because everybody's obsessed with Porgs now, um, when I saw it, I just assumed, like, this is a Heath Photoshop job. There's no way there was a porg in the cockpit with Chewie. Um, but sure enough, and this was an actual... the Entertainment Weekly logo on the image. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. <laughs> so uh, this is probably the most intriguing image. People were freaking out over this the other day. Um, and Allie, I think it's a big deal that uh, Ryan Johnson had the guts to do what he's doing with the porgs. And I'll explain why. Because... Okay. A lot of people, when critiquing Return of the Jedi, you know, the biggest the biggest critique is the Ewoks, right? So a lot of people uh, hated the Ewoks. Oh, they're too cute. They're fluffy. And we've talked about this before. We agree that, you know, maybe they weren't capable of actually beating up stormtroopers. <laughs> and that's a little silly. Um, so for Ryan Johnson to basically fly in the face of conventional wisdom and say, I don't care. I'm going to do cute and fluffy too. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to do it the right way. Yeah. 
Um, because I think one of our problems with The Force Awakens is that they seem to avoid anything that didn't work in the prequels. Yeah. Even, even though there is some merit to those things, like the politics. So the politics were done really poorly in the prequels. And so J.J. Abrams decided, all right, no politics whatsoever, which left everybody confused for most of The Force Awakens. Exactly. And for all of it, really. Um, when really, like, no, we would like some intriguing politics to give us a little idea of what's going on in the galaxy. Yeah, and plus, like, you have to remember, as much as I don't always agree with the things that George Lucas says, he has said multiple times that these films are on some level or another for kids. And right. I mean, now, especially being owned by Disney, they are for kids. They're, there's a huge market out there for, for kids, action figures and costumes and toys. And so like you can market the crap out of those porgs. They are yeah. adorable. So like, and I'm all for it because I need a. I feel like if we have learned anything from the previous two trilogies of Star Wars, and like if we know anything from trilogies in general, the second act is always much darker than yeah. the first and the third, and we're probably going to need a little bit of levity brought yep. to this movie if like the Entertainment Weekly articles or anything to be suggestive of what's going to happen. Um, mm -hmm. so having little cute porgs, I'm totally okay with that. So cute though. Yes. Um, I want yeah. One. And everybody want, everybody wants one. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's precedent for, there's precedent for that, Alice. If you remember, uh, what were they called? Furbies? Yo, God. M remember those? That was like yeah. one holiday craze one year. Yeah. I had um, one in my like closet because little... it wouldn't oh, stop really? talking to me. That sounds like the creepiest way to have one. That was the only way to get it to die was you just had to put it in the closet <laughs> and shut the door. And then every once in a while it would be like, feed me. And you'd be like, ah! <laughs> and I also like something else that Ryan Johnson said just recently, which is that um, he was talking about the comparison mm -hmm. of Empire Strikes Back to The Last Jedi. And he basically said, sure, uh, there are basic similarities. It's the second act. It's going to be darker because the resistance is in a tough spot like the rebellion was. And Rey is off training with the Jedi Master like Luke was doing in Empire Strikes Back. But basically, the similarities end there. And he was saying everything about this is new. Sure, those things are similar in some structurally, but everything about it is different. The characters are different. The motivations are different. What's going to happen will be unexpected. So he you know, seems to be, they seem to have completely course corrected from what J.J. Abrams did in The Force Awakens Good. and gone away from just trying to reboot or, you know, to cash in on the sentimentality for the original trilogy mm -hmm. and create something completely non-derivative, completely fresh and new. Yay. And, Thank you. Rai and that's Rai. super exciting. And by the way, Jeff doesn't know any of this. And the reason Jeff's not here is because uh, the pact. he doesn't want to know. Yeah, the pact. So even though he has seen the first trailer, uh, he didn't watch the behind-the-scenes footage. He is going to watch the next trailer, but that's it. And he, so he doesn't want to see any of these images. Mm. He doesn't want to see any of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Interestingly, though, Allie, yeah. uh, just uh, yesterday, I think it was, Ryan Johnson basically endorsed Jeff's way of thinking on this and said, uh, because somebody, somebody tweeted at him and said, Hey, Ryan, uh, we've seen enough already. We're going to see your movie. Please stop showing stuff. <laughs> and he... He basically responded with, well, that's the nature of the beast. Um, more stuff is going to come out even, you know, from, from now till then. Yeah. And, but I strongly encourage people, or he, I think he said, I 
strongly endorse people taking your stance of not watching anything else between now and then. And then Mark Hamill piggybacked on that tweet and was just like, yeah, totally don't watch anything else between now and then, which is really hilarious because wow. they're kind of like going against the Disney machine by saying that because they're just like, guys, don't watch these trailers, yeah. you know, and, you know, it works. It'll work out fine for everyone because the hardcore fans can not watch the trailers or they can. Yeah. But millions and millions of other people are going to watch no matter what. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. All this stuff. Yeah. Oh, Brett, I wanted to tell you. Yes. So we saw Dunkirk like two week two weeks ago, last weekend, yep. and we saw it in IMAX, so like on a huge screen. We saw the Last Jedi trailer. Oh man! On the IMAX screen, and that like so we had only seen it. So I feel like I definitely told this story before, but when we were at Celebration and we were watching the trailer from the Star Wars show stage, we couldn't hear it. And like we were probably like 100 feet back from all of the screens and then we ended up watching it again on our phone and we ended up watching it again like on our TV screen. And I think our TV was the biggest screen we had seen it on. And so like the Lucasfilm logo comes up and the the music starts playing and we were both like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, we're finally going to see this trailer the way that we're supposed to see it. It was so loud. By the time it was over, we looked at each other and we were both like, I think I'm going to start crying because <laughs> it was so oh, no. good. I, mean, I get so emotional watching it. Yes. I have. I pretty much have chills upon chills upon chills yeah. from like the beginning to the end of the trailer. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting chills talking about I it. I know. Right me now. too. Do you have anything more to say about yeah. that or should we go into the Disney thing? Um, I mean, did we want to talk about the other pictures? <laughs> right, there are other pictures. <laughs> All right, let's pick up from here, Ellie. There are other there okay. are other pictures, not just yes. the porg shot. Although I do want to say, not only is the porg adorable and everything, but that is an incredible shot. The lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so good. Yeah, I could go on all day. So let's mm-hmm. move on to the next the next batch of the rest of the images. Anything else stand out in particular, Allie? Um. So there's a shot of uh, Ryan Johnson directing Leia, and that appears to be in a Resistance big cruiser or something. Yeah. Oh, the picture that, like, really kind of was, I was like, what is this? The Praetorian Guard? Oh, my gosh. What are these? Yeah. What? They are so red. Yeah. It was almost as if, like... J.J. Abrams said, look how much I overdid red in The Force Awakens. And Ryan Johnson was like, yeah, watch this. <laughs> like there is no other color on those things. If you look at the image. Uh, so, yeah, the, these are apparently Supreme Leader Snoke's Praetorian Guard. Yeah. Kind of like the Imperial Guard for the Emperor in the original trilogy but with all bad. red. Yeah, but like you can see everything. Like they have arms and legs and armor and body yeah. armor. They're not just covered by a giant cape. Yeah. And uh, the only thing I noticed, there's like a little bit of silver or chrome on the weapons that they're holding. Yeah. But it's just like, it looks like entirely shiny red, red armor. plastic. Yep. Yeah. I think um, the caretakers of Octo are also interesting. Oh, they're incredible. The alien yeah. lizard nuns. Yeah. They're so cool. They're they're unbelievable. So I was confused before. So if you go back and listen to some of our past episodes, uh, I had assumed that the Porgs were the caretakers because uh, they had already spoken 
uh, I think Ryan Johnson had revealed before any of this was shown that there were creatures that live on the island that take care of the island. So I had assumed that it was the porgs that take care of the island, which really doesn't yeah. make sense in retrospect because they don't even have proposable digits. So <laughs> as it turns out, <laughs> it's the uh, lizard nuns. Yep. Can you imagine waking up and seeing one of those? Like standing next to you? <laughs> no. But I guess if you're a Jedi, it's like, meh, whatever. Yeah, I've seen worse. But they look really cool. They're just so weird. Yeah. They have like little snouts kind of, but not yeah. total elephant snouts. Right. So. The island is an interesting place already. It um, is. Okay. So we've talked about, uh, we talked about the Porg. We talked about the Praetorian Guard. We've talked about the Lizard Nuns. And yep. anything else, else? We've, we get another angle of Poe Dameron. It's like the fifth one of Poe in, in an X-Wing. Yeah. All good with those people. Finn is a pilot. I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah, it looks like he's definitely flying around on Crate, the mineral planet that looks white until they oh, scrape the surface okay. of the ground and it becomes red. Yeah. And I think that's about to... it for the images. Yeah, I think so. The covers themselves say. are really cool. I mean, it's just Luke's face, but, you know, Luke's got the hood on. It's a dark hood. So you have two different hoods, yeah. Alice? Yeah, right? He must because some of his, his costuming in that image where Ray is like confronting him in front of his hut. Everything that he's wearing is a lot darker. Yeah, those are his going out clothes. <laughs> let's talk about this Disney news, Al's. Yes, let's. So Dirty Disney has uh, announced that <laughs> <laughs> they're going to pull their library from Netflix. Uh, I don't think they said when exactly. Um, but in the no. near future, they're going to remove everything Disney from Netflix in favor of starting their own Disney streaming service. <clears throat> yeah, and it looks like the streaming service wouldn't be available until 2019. Yeah, yeah. So you have some Which time is... to go cram all your Disney stuff in between yeah. now and then if you want to. Um, <laughs> but the other thing, the thing that was a little more disturbing to me is that I, think, I believe this came from Bob Iger himself, that they are considering separate streaming services one for marvel and another one for star wars that would Ugh. be different from this main disney streaming service um the thing that's scary about that is as soon as i thought about it i thought well they're probably going to want to have uh an exclusive show at least start with mm -hmm. a maybe a live action star wars show for that service as kind of the hook and if they do that, there's no way we're not all signing up for it and paying whatever they ask. Oh, yeah, no. 100%. And I mean, like, I can see a star... Like, if they want to put, like, Star Wars show on the streaming service, I can see that working as, like... Because they don't have a lot of content Ooh. beyond the movies and the TV shows. But I just don't want it to become a thing where, like... Once again, if you want to know behind this, if you want to know more about a character or whatever, you have to watch all of this exclusive stuff that you can only get on this one channel. Right. Like the the expansion of the universe to that level where you are deliberately forcing people to buy so much stuff just to be in the know is disgusting. Yeah. And um, that's what I'm afraid of. And if you're any kind of self-respecting Star Wars fan, you're going to want all of it. 
And yeah. it's going to mean more money because you're still going to be paying for whatever other services you're subscribed to. But now Disney's just going to get their own chunk of it, which is no doubt the mm-hmm. motivation. And it makes all the sense in the world uh, from a business perspective. I just hope they make it worth it. I mean, at least with Netflix, right? There are these reports lately that they're like $20 million in debt. And I know that's because they've created all this original content, though. I mean, they are giving you a lot for your money. You can't say... You're, you're not really the only thing you're not getting from Netflix right now is sports. I mean, there are shows that yeah. you're missing, but there's so much content out there right now that there's probably just as much on Netflix as there is on like 30 channels that you're getting from DirecTV or Comcast or whoever you have for a cable provider. So, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, they're like a reasonable alternative and they're giving you just as much. It's not like they're charging you mm-hmm. cable money for much less. So yeah. for much so less that'll be interesting content. to see. It'll be interesting to see what Disney decides is like an appropriate level for people to pay. Right. And there was talk that uh, he also said that they were thinking about something where maybe you pay for as much content as you want. So if there's if you only want to watch the movies, maybe you're paying a little less. Uh, maybe it's a sort of piecemeal pay as you go a la carte sort of thing. Um, but either way, it sounds scary. I'm sure five years from now, we'll all be used to it and we won't think anything of it, just like we do with Netflix now or whatever else. All right, walkers, that's all for the Topical 10 today. Stay tuned for our next episode, which as I mentioned, will be another episode of Lando's Randos. It'll be Lando's Randos Volume 3, which is basically a random collection of Star Wars thoughts, observations, ideas, nuggets, jokes, limericks. (laughs) I don't know what else. (laughs) <laughs> but it's going to be good. This is Brett. This is Allie. And we're just two wonderful human beings talking about <laughs> Star Wars. On the Skywalk. Mm-hmm.